Right. Hot 105 with us this morning. We have Denzilo Jean Tinney. Welcome back to Hot 105. How are you today? I'm doing great, Rodney. Thank you. Very important moment in history comes to South Florida. It's the Seminole Maroon Reunion, Friday, January 12th through Sunday, January the 15th at Palm Beach State College, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and in Jupiter, Florida. Tell us the significance. It's highly significant because for the Seminoles and the Seminole Maroons are sometimes referred to as Black Seminoles, Florida is the ancestral homeland. This event will be bringing people from what we would call the Seminole Maroon Diaspora, from the Bahamas, from Oklahoma, Mexico, Texas, and of course from Florida itself. Many of these folk will be coming home to the homeland for the first time, and certainly most of them will be meeting each other, connecting for the first time. The other significance of the location is that Palm Beach County, Florida, and the Loxahatchee Battlefield have been commemorating every year. This was sort of the turning point in what the U.S. government called the Seminole Wars. For the Seminoles, it was just one 40-year-long assault. There were no separate wars. And that is a key to the whole purpose, which is to tell this history from the perspective of the Seminoles. Most of the history we have is a war. It's by, you know, military and government sources. And there's very little that we learn about the Seminole peace. The fact that there were folks who had the courage, vision, the good fortune to be able to escape either from invasion and settler encroachment on their land in the case of the native people or from enslavement in the case of the African-Americans. They united here and enjoyed generations of peace and freedom and prosperity, which came under attack basically, you know, because of Andrew Jackson for the purpose of recapturing or as they say, capturing, you know, African-Americans who had escaped from slavery, who slaveholders were claiming as their stolen property as it was for enforcement of the so-called Indian Removal Act. So this is the 185th anniversary, the two battles of the Loxahatchee River that turned the tide in favor of the U.S. invasion took place on January 15th and January 24th, 1838. We do a spiritual remembrance. We even honor the fallen among the enemies of the Seminoles because, you know, we honor life. Death is an equalizer. All of those ancestral spirits deserve to be remembered. This is the 185th Seminole Maroon Reunion. If we'd like more information, how would we get it on the website and then a contact number? Website, www.fbhrpinc.org. Florida Black Historical Research Project Incorporated, www.fbhrpinc.org. The phone number for contact, 305-772-7714. 305-772-7714. And the Black Seminoles, Seminoles, the Maroons, this is their reunion. You could say there were like two different stories were parallel. You know, some people know about the Negro Fort up near Tallahassee, you know, North Florida, that was occupied by black people after the British left after the War of 1812. It was destroyed, but before it was destroyed, several of the people made their way down the, along the Gulf Coast of Florida, finally to Cape Florida on Key Biscayne, where the lighthouse is, where from there they made their way to the Bahamas or to Cuba, where they could live in freedom. Their most famous settlement is in the Bahamas on Andros Island at the northern tip called Red Bays. You know, people who 
see that are fascinated because they see cultural expressions that look just like the Gullah Geechee artwork that you see basket weaving and so forth uh, that you see in Charleston and, and the Sea Islands. The other story is the one of the people who were captured after the Battle of Loxahatchee. They weren't defeated on the battlefield. They were lured to Fort Jupiter under a flag of truce and they were captured, and those are the ones who were sent on the Trail of Tears to Oklahoma. When they got to Oklahoma, they were very distressed to find that they were placed under the authority of what the U.S. government called the Creek Indians, who were basically believers in slavery. This was a situation that was intolerable. So several of the survivors of that Trail of Tears, under the leadership of John Horace, the Black Maroon, the famous leader, decided to take their chances and go south to Mexico. In Mexico, they were welcomed. They were allowed to set up a, a settlement called Nacimiento, Nacimiento de los Negros. That community still exists. It's small, but it's still there. And then some of those people, after being there for a generation or so, saw fit to come back to the United States. They came back into Texas. They served as Seminole Indian scouts at Fort Clark in Brackettville, Texas. And then some ventured into Oklahoma. Yes. And then in Oklahoma, there were quite a few small, independent, self-sufficient communities that were established by some of these uh, uh, survivors. In fact, several of those communities sort of came together and formed what would become Tulsa, Oklahoma, which, as you know, became very prosperous. And then because of their prosperity, they were attacked. Racists decided that black people aren't supposed to live well. And in Zulu, again, for more information about the Seminole Maroon reunion, the contact number? 305-772-7714. 305-772-7714. Florida Black Historical Research Project, Incorporated. January 12th through January 15th, 2023, the Seminole Maroon Reunion. Then Zulu, Gene Tenney, thank you. Thank you, Rodney, so much. Much appreciated. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.